On this episode, we answer listener questions from the Main Street Magic Community Facebook group about Disney, Universal, and more in our ninth Q&A installment. Today is April 26, 2022. This is episode 455 of the Main Street Magic Podcast. Jeremy and Rhonda are more than a little fond of Disney World, so they made this podcast to share it all with you. Reports and resorts, top ten lists of all sorts, Main Street Magic's bringing it home for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Main Street Magic. I'm your host, Jeremy Stein, and I'm joined by my lovely wife, Rhonda. Hey guys! Make sure you check us out on the web at MainSTMagic.com, as well as follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MainSTMagic. If you've not done so already, head out to Facebook and search for the Main Street Magic community and ask to join. And if you hit that subscribe button, you'll get brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And finally, if you're getting ready to plan that next Disney or Universal vacation, maybe you're looking to go on a cruise or pretty much travel anywhere else in the world, head to MainSTMagicTravel.com and fill out a form for a free quote. Our travel services are completely free to you. So we were back home after our uh, crazy Main Street 16 Challenge Weekend. And if you listen to last Friday's episode, we did a on-location Q&A, but we had a lot of questions and we had a lot going on. So we cut that one just slightly short so we could finish up today. So this will be an overall part nine of our series of Q&As that we like to do um, every few months. So we're going to hop right into the first one. How did you guys meet? You want to go over that one, Rhonda? Yeah. Uh, so we actually met through my childhood best friend, um, and her name is Brittany Topham. Uh, now Brittany Ingle. And uh, it was through Creed yeah. because they like met on a Creed board. Yeah, yeah, People, I met <laughs> you. Might, you probably can explain that. Well, better. I met Brittany online through a Creed online Creed bulletin board. Um, yeah, is actually how we met. This was this was kind of like, let's see, this was even around the time like instant messenger was becoming big, but these online bulletin boards were also big. And there was one for the band Creed, who's actually here out of Florida, that I'm a huge fan of. And then uh, Brittany was living in Jacksonville. And I was visiting my parents in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina area for Christmas. And Brittany said, why don't you drive down the day after and we'll hang out and all. She calls her best friend Rhonda and says, hey, I've got this buddy coming in town. You want to come out with us? Yep. And that was really the start of our story. We could do an entire episode on the rest of the history of it. Maybe we'll do that as like a bonus one day because it is really an interesting story and something kind of out of a movie, especially when this was at a time where you did not meet people in person that you met on the internet. <laughs> I mean, it really Absolutely. was the height of that. And I never knew what those bulletin board things were. I was did not you, that person. Did you know that she didn't... Which, no, I had met her once in person prior because she'd come up to Baltimore. Right. But did you know that whole scenario? I mean, did you know I was technically someone from online when she invited yeah. you out? Okay, yeah. you did. All right. It was. I thought it was weird. <laughs> but It was weird, actually. Yeah. But we hit it off... Yeah, we really hit it off. She knew Lava. She knew, which is Christina. Like, she knew all these people that, but she never met in person. Right. You know, honestly. It felt if, like she knew. Well, if you compare it right now to, you know, the Main Street Magic community on Facebook, that's what it was. Yeah, and that's true. many of those people that were, were meeting and becoming online friends would eventually meet in person at a Creed concert. The same mm -hmm. way now, all of us that are becoming online friends are meeting in Walt Disney World. 
but now it feels much more acceptable compared to two thousand, you know, early two thousands. Yeah, where yeah, it was really like don't go meet someone that you met on the internet in person. So that that was it. But we can tell the full story at another time. Uh, Maggie Renee asked, and that first question came from Kelsey Lee. Thank you, Kelsey. Uh, Maggie Renee asks, what is your place to shop at Disney Springs? What is your overall favorite store at Disney Springs to shop at? I would say. The world of Disney, yeah, with Stitch on top, because you get that one. I mean, you get everything there too. Yeah, yeah, that's probably why, because everything's there, and you know, well, there's other things that like style, well, style, and then the co-op. I like. Yeah, I think as far as your one-stop shop, I mean, World of Disney is the place to go. Mm -hmm. Whether you're, you know, especially if you're looking at like souvenirs to bring back home to your family, or Mm -hmm. you have your family there, and everybody's trying to look for something. And you don't want to run all around Disney Springs. But I think as far as unique items, especially as they relate to Disney and, and that branding and all, definitely, like you said, Disney style and the um, co-op trendy, I think mm-hmm. are absolutely wonderful places. But to be honest, when we go to Disney Springs to shop, we're hitting them all. Yes. But if, oh, but if you 100%. had limited time and you're like, hey, we fly out, you know, Sunday around lunchtime, but we want to do some last minute shopping, you're going to World of Disney. Mm-hmm. Because that's your one-stop shop, I think, right? I yeah, I agree, absolutely. All right, Mary asks, "What are some best practices for enjoying World Showcase with small children in tow?" I said, "Our then four-year-old was not feeling it the last time we visited a few years ago. Hoping to have a more pleasant experience this summer. Now with a seven and two-year-old, uh, number one, I would say is chances are, unless you're in that like one or two-week period between festivals now." There's going to be a festival. Uh, if you're going in the summer, well, you could, depending on when you're going in the summer, Mary, you could be on the tail end of Flower and Garden or the beginning of Food and Wine. Do the scavenger hunts. Yes. The scavenger hunts are really fun for the kids. And you can slow down going through the World Showcase and not having to feel like you have to run through it because then every country you have to look for a certain thing. Yeah. So. And it's seven and two are still you know, fairly young. So you're going to obviously be with them the whole time. Oh, right. But, but there is kind of the opportunity where, you know, uh, you know, if you've got a couple adults, one of them may hop in line to grab some food or drinks for everyone mm-hmm. while another adult goes off with the kids to say, let's find, you know, whatever the hunt item is, depending right. on which festival you're doing. Um, kid cot is also a good one for kids where you can stop into each pavilion and is there'll be a cast member. Completely? I think it is. It's listing the hours on there from pretty much open park open to close. Okay. And I know I've, I know I saw most recently we went back into the shop in Paris. I saw the cast member there. Um, so I don't know if it's full blast, but it looked like she still had some crafts and, and some different things or some coloring. So there's certainly times to stop there. Otherwise, I mean, as Rhonda was saying, what's good about the scavenger hunt is it does make you slow down. We, we tend to find now, and I don't like it, we just go, go, go from one pavilion to the next. Like, we don't always stop to enjoy the pavilions. So Correct. stop to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of places to take a seat or stand at a trash can and look around and enjoy. I always thought as a kid that Epcot was like, I was supposed to be learning. And I'm like, I'm on vacation. Why am I learning? But I do think it's a good time to for your kids to see all this like architecture and design and culture. Um, you know, lots of the shows are like coming that, back. They don't care. What they might see, think some of it's cool, especially if you go to Flower and Garden. Go tour all the topiaries. 
Yeah, I think no, they'd find true. those. Just maybe not a two-year-old as much as a seven-year-old, but yeah. uh, the the drummers in Japan. I mean, I think that there's still a lot for kids to do. Epcot gets this label now that's just adult-driven, and right. I don't. I think it's there's something there for everyone. Mm-hmm. So those are a couple of the things um, there that you could do. Janelle has a really really good one, and I I'm, I think I have an answer. It is what is your biggest unpopular opinion about Disney? I I know I haven't seen it, and I get a lot of flack for this. I still have zero desire to watch Wally. I know that I'm supposed to. I will sometime. I bet I watch it, and I, maybe I love it, but I literally don't have the mental energy to press play on it. I've tried a couple times, and I just it, I have no interest in it. It's probably my biggest unpopular opinion. Do you have Do you have something that you can think of? Um, I don't like. I don't know. Where. I, I mean, to be Disney. honest, I know. I, I mean, love it all. No, um, we're not really hot take people, you know. That? I mean, well, especially on Twitter, everybody wants to have their hot takes. That is kind of that unpopular opinion. It's kind of the one that's supposed to get people all kind of revved up, you know, and basically an unpopular opinion. We're just oh, uh, like I don't love Dolip. Like okay, th- that's perfect. Like that's a good unpopular opinion. I think plain. Yeah. Now you mix that vanilla swirl. I'll eat that all day long. Yeah. I but think that's actually really good. When somebody's one. like, let's go get Dole Whip. Yeah, I'll get Dole Whip with the swirl. I just don't like it. Yeah. The plain Dole Whip, which I know a lot of people do love. Um, so that's, I guess you could say that one's mine. I think that's that's pretty fair because I think the majority of people will like Dole Whip. If we go to something like a turkey leg, I think that's probably like a 50-50 where only 50% of the people are like, what? How could you not like turkey legs? They're iconic. We love them. And then the other 50 are like, I agree. They're gross and they drip. They're hard to eat because we did eat eat one one time. And I felt like I had to keep instead of like using my mouth to get it off the bone. I had to use my hands because there's so many. What are those cartilage cartilage, stuff in it? Like there's so many. And I just I enjoyed when I ripped the meat off and then just yeah. ate it like that, to be truthfully honest. It's, but it was a actually, lot of work. Yeah. It's actually, once you get those pieces of meat, it's good. But it I remember good. sitting there in uh, Tortuga Tavern yep. and you are basically serving me and the girls because yep. you're just ripping at this thing with not only your hands, but I think you ended up getting a plastic fork in there at one point And like, finally, you're just pulling meat off and trying <laughs> to put it in separate piles yeah. for us all to eat. And just not worth it, I don't think. So no. those would probably be some of our unpopular opinions. I mean, anything else? Like, I'm trying to think of, like, a ride that everyone loves that we don't love or a show or a, a resort or a, anything. I mean, heck, we stayed at music this last weekend, and I really liked it. Yeah. Like, I, I, it was so nice to be on property. I know we were at it music, was. and transportation worked out pretty well with our plans. We only had to Uber twice. Otherwise, we took advantage of um, Disney transportation. As I've said before, I know I'm not always a big fan of the Murphy beds, but... The room setup is absolutely perfect for there you and no I. There was no Now, there bed. wasn't in ours. We had a king room. Yeah. But yes, normally, that's a such, such a perfect room setup when it's just you and I. And I think a lot of people have that opinion that the values in the all-stars are garbage. And I completely disagree. So maybe that's an unpopular depend, opinion, depending on who I'm talking to. Yeah. Well, the only reason we Ubered is because we were somewhere that we didn't know if we could get back yeah. with Disney transportation and how we could get back. Yeah, I mean, we're clo- so, yeah when we're closing out at at Coronado, you know, <laughs> almost at midnight, 
there's no park that's open that you could bus to and then take a bus back to the resort. So, and there's, there's some chances. And then wonderful new friend, Tony, who took us home, um, took us back from Bar Riva on Friday evening. That's one where we could have potentially skylined to Hollywood and then bust back to all star, but we were going to be cutting it so close on run times. We just didn't want to chance it. Yeah. Um, but transportation worked out better. I'll be very excited in a couple of weeks when we go down to be at pop century and be on the skyliner. Cause I still think nothing beats mm-hmm. any of the skyliner areas and out through the Epcot resorts. Like to me, those are the go-to nows and it's great. You can get anywhere from value to a moderate to a deluxe. Right. And, and DVC and all of that. So all right, next we're going to go to Kendall, who has a couple questions for us. Uh, she says, what would be your ideal VIP tour? Design your dream tour. Has to be one day, though. Uh, you know, I, I would want I would want to involve all four parks. Okay. I would want to at least do, just say, my favorite ride or two at each park. Okay. I'd love a nice sit-down lunch, you know, maybe mid-park. And I'm just thinking of the way we toured the parks this past weekend where it was going to be and and we'll talk more about the main street 16 challenge in in another episode here but um hollywood studios in the morning Mm -hmm. animal kingdom too yep can't park up till two so then we would hit i'm sorry we would hit epcot and in between i'm trying to think of like a good you know maybe in between we just stop and have lunch at banana cabana or something then we make our way over to animal kingdom Hop around there, do the things we want to do, like a flight of passage and safaris before 7 p.m. when they close. Mm -hmm. Then end up at Magic Kingdom to finish out before going to have dinner, the 50th dinner at California Grill and seeing Enchantment. Okay. I think would be kind of like just a, and again, all of this is VIP tour driven, so you're not waiting for anything. Right. Yeah, let's just so roll you, California Grill into that. How are you getting from park to park? They're taking you. They've got they've got um vans and buses and stuff. Yeah. They they'll take you through like a back entrance pretty much. You still have to have a park like ticket or an AP or whatever. Yeah. That's not included with the, you know, up to $750 an hour tour, which is amazing to me, but what are like your I guess what would be your Disney must-dos in a day that you could wrap into a a tour? And it doesn't even have to be all the parks or multiple parks. I mean, it could be you know, would you want to do just say you made a list of your top 10 rides or certain shows? Like what types of things would you roll into yours? Um, Well, probably for one, when you were just saying all four parks and unfortunately because of my toe, I did not get to do all four parks. I think that was also more hindrance on me um, because I had to have a scooter. So I would probably say something like that, like all four parks and, you know, did, did be that, able to do four parks in one day and, and which is something that has never interest you, but now it does after we yeah, went so. to try and attempt it. It's pretty yeah. cool, right? I think so. And again, I think for us and we were exhausted, I especially was yesterday, but <clears throat> for us, because we, again, are fortunate and we've said this before, we're fortunate to go so often we tour Disney very differently sometimes. And a lot of times mm-hmm. it is a much relaxed pace. As crazy as Saturday was and as run and gun as it was, it was so much fun. Like we were, we rode 11 rides. Mm-hmm. We did. We've gone three, four trips in a row and not totaled 11 rides at mm-hmm. some point. You know, we've gone for four days, <clears throat> three nights and not done an attraction. 
Correct. It was so much fun to be back on rides. Like I absolutely loved it. And it makes me want to get back to some of that. And again, we'll get in all this and our experience with Genie Plus and Lightning Lane and how we got to and from where and all. But um, it, yeah, it was a blast. And I would love to see some, I, I would love, I mean, we're going to do a VIP tour one of these days, we're hoping, but it would mm. be interesting if you could truly craft your own down to every detail. So yeah, that would that be a would lot be cool. of fun. Uh, she also asked, what food from a Disney movie would you want to try? Example, the beignets from Princess and the Frog. I want to try everything from Princess and the Frog. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that would be mine. I mean, I want Tiana's place and to have all this New Orleans food. Um, that, uh, yeah, that's my go-to. I'm trying to think. It's That's such a food-centric movie. Yeah, that's But I'm true. thinking what else? You could do the soup from Tangled, the hazelnut soup. Uh, that yeah. might be good, right? Yeah, I was actually thinking Beauty and the Beast, which is funny oh, because yeah. they have that and you can try the gray stuff and, you know, they have a bunch of food at Beauty and the Beast, so there's already that there. Yeah. So I feel like I've kind of almost tried that. Um, Ratatouille, of course. Yeah. Would love can to you, try. Can't you get that somewhere? Um, I'm not, I, 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 you know, I don't know if Chef de France has it on their menu. They may. We've had it at a uh, festival, too. Yes, we have had it at a festival. And it was super good. It was good. And we made it at home one time. Yeah. And it was really, really good. Yeah. But again, I would, I, I wish that with you know them doing Remy's Ratatouille adventure, they would have done a, deuce, a gustos like a real gustos that you could go sit down eat in um, instead of the crepes. Yes, one hundred percent instead of the crepes. I mean, you've already got the crepe kiosk, which I know isn't great, but I, I don't know. I think that would have been so much better. So I think that's definitely one. Any of the dishes that they're serving throughout Ratatouille would work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they do. Quite a oh few. yeah, there's all kinds of other dishes. So I think I think that and Princess and the Frog are the two most kind of food centric and driven movies that I can think of just off the top of my head. Um, that's what gets fun and interesting about these Q Q and A's is we haven't seen the questions ahead of time. It just we just got to rattle right off. Mm, uh, so yeah. she also asks, "What is your favorite Disney fact or a Disney fact that you've recently learned?" Um, I two things that I just think are so super interesting. One is that Walt originally wanted live animals on Jungle Cruise. <laughs> and I do think it's neat that we would eventually get something as similar as could be in Kilimanjaro Safari. Yeah. I think also the fact that Haunted Mansion was originally intended to be a walkthrough attraction is just so interesting. Huh. Like, can you imagine that? And how much scarier would it make it? <laughs> because you can kind of, you, if you could kind of, you know, veer off a path a little bit, like you're yeah. not in your dead set center space. Yeah. Um, and I know those are like old Disney facts. I I'm trying to think of anything I've learned recently. Again, off the top of my head is tough, but yeah, I think those two are very, very fascinating to me. I remember learning a bunch of stuff in um, the Keys of the Kingdom tour. Yeah. And that was fantastic and amazing. Like, you know, Walt tried to use a different name to buy land because then it wasn't as crazy expensive. Yeah. Because they knew kind of already who he was. And then they were like, well, they don't, this under this other name, they're like, oh, well, we'll sell it to you for only this. Yeah. So that that, that was part's amazing. really cool. And it was um, several companies. So that, correct. yeah, somebody just kind of thought like, wow, you know, the land in Central Florida is doing really well. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they were, they were selling it at a lower price per, you know, square mile or, or acreage or however they do it, that he, he was able to buy up all this stuff is yeah. really, really cool. Keys of the Kingdom is amazing. And I think it is absolutely 
unbelievable how when you are standing on Main Street, you are technically on the second floor. Mm-hmm. The way that they made it. You can't really dig down in Florida because if you do, you hit water and then you'll drown. Yeah. So <laughs> this is, well, we have to build the first floor, which is underneath. And then technically you're on the second floor on Main Street. Yeah. Which is incredible to me. And, you know, I mean, even the fact the way that Magic Kingdom was designed and built, and I know the TTC is a huge pain in the butt, and parking and taking a monorail over, taking a boat over is a huge pain in the butt. But the entire idea he had that, you know, he wanted you to stand outside of the train station before entering and not just see parking lots and swarms of cars, you know, and it makes a difference. It really, really does. And like you said, to have the utilidors on the first floor, because the whole idea is that you do not want to see a um, person who is wearing a Tomorrowland, you know, uh, costume in Adventureland because right. they're making their way to a break room or something. It's just absolutely right. fascinating the way that park was built. I mean, the way all of them were built, just the yeah. the sheer size that people sometimes still don't even understand because so much is still undeveloped. That mm-hmm. Disney owns. And so much of it will never be developed because they're basically keeping that as preserved land. Right. Which was part of kind of those original deals. So, right. um, I, you know, Disney Plus having all these different Imagineering stories. I mean, I'm sure we could go watch a handful of those again and pull out, you know, 20 facts per episode that are just truly. Oh, yeah. Absolutely fascinating. Yeah. I- All right, we're going to move on to our last question for this episode from Christy. She says, what is the 50th anniversary snack? You must try in Disney World, including Disney Springs. I I feel like I, I don't think it's hitting you, but you've already had it twice when we have been to this water park. Oh, absolutely. The dream? Yeah, the dream cone. F- dream 50th, cone. 50th, ir- iridescent dream tra- cone. I was trying to remember the name of it. Um, yes, that one is absolutely fantastic. There's uh there's a lot of 50th that we've tried that I feel like is Have really we had good. A bad one? I don't think so. We've I, done cupcakes. I, I mean, even our dessert the other night at Flying Fish. Yeah. We've, I mean, that was been, really We've good. done cookies. We've done, uh, and I need to try this Everglaze donut that I have in my closet. Yep. It's um, the 50th, and it looks to be more like a, a glazed donut with, I am not sure if it's a cream cheese like icing in the middle, and then 50th, and then sprinkles. Yeah. Looks amazing. And weighs like a half pound. Well, yeah, because it's a giant donut. We brought home a lot of sweets. We did. We got to get the kids to eat them. Because yes. I can't. I, I I ducked in like at least two or three times yesterday to take like a nibble off of Gideon's cookie. And oh, Gideon's is so good. Mm-hmm. Did I, you taste the pistachio one? Yeah. Is it if good? If you need to take it with you to work. it It is so perfectly balanced with the sweetness from the chocolate and the salt from the pistachio with the lightest pistachio flavor. But it's a perfect balance. It's really good. And then the other one, I think, is the peanut butter crunch. Yeah. Which is outstanding. That that place is just, yeah, that place blows me away. Um, well, guys, thanks so much. Uh, this was a short one, I know. But we'll, you know us. We're always very transparent and open and honest. We got home Sunday and around two or so. Uh, immediately as we're unpacking, we have to take the dogs for a W-A-L-K. I can't even say the word because Stitch is in the room and he'll freak out if he hears it. Um, And then our neighbor across the street whose birthday was recently invited us over. We got home. I was just done yesterday. Um, I mean, I barely got out of bed until noon. 
And then we were slammed yesterday. Rhonda worked a 12-hour day. She's getting ready to head into work right now. So we had to get this early this morning. I even dropped the kids off early. I was like, we're leaving in 10 minutes. I know it's early, but I got to halfway walking them. Lacey said, you can turn around so that you can make it home to record. I was like, oh, that's sweet. Um, sweet. So I did. So I was like, peace out, suckers. So yesterday (laughs) I did not walk them. I let them walk across the street because yeah. of my toes still. So yeah, so is we're we we're a little bit of a ragtag bunch still, as we, I think we get into this week, and so uh, we will be having episodes coming up on the Main Street Sixteen Challenge weekend and how it went. Flying fish. I cannot mm-hmm. wait to talk about Yasaki. New well, new to us. Quick service at Disney Springs was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. We made it back to Satali Canteen, which had been forever. Bar yes. Riva. So we'll have an entire food episode, a Main Street sixteen episode. Uh, this weekend we are going to stay at Lake Nona Wave Hotel for the first time and experiencing some Volcano Bay and Universal Studios. So a lot of really fun content coming up. As always, guys, thank you so much for all the questions. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Go ahead and hit subscribe. You get all these brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And we would love it if you could leave us a rating and review. Because it'll help our show grow. That's all we've got. We'll see you real soon. Jeremy and Rhonda are more than a little fond of Disney World. So they made this podcast to share it all with you. Reports and resorts, top ten lists of all sorts, Main Street Magic's bringing it home for you.